0: Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. And from our family here, right, Gateway Church, we want to once again welcome Nathan Hunter and his family, Becky, sons, Daniel and Samuel. And Daniel, I just, I want these two little guys to stand up, all right? They're just cool little guys, all right? And uh, I, yeah, aren't they cool little guys? And... They, they got a blonde and a black hair right there. I love that, that combination. And in the millennium, take a look at that kid, because that, that's the kind of hair I'm going to have right there <laughs> for a thousand years. So, what's the big deal? I'm over 70, 80 years here. Hopefully, not 90 like my mom. I was just like, I just want to say, Nathan, thank you for leading our team. And our family here in worship today, great job, team. They did a great job. Last Sunday, first Sunday in in July, we had special guests with us, if you were here. We had Scott and Katie Wiggins from our international workers to Kurdistan, northern Iraq. They were here with us, and Scott shared in the Word, did an outstanding job. And uh, wasn't it great to have Scott and Katie and their kids back with us? keep praying. They're back for another year, and then, then they're going to be back here in the, in the uh, Twin City area, so they need our prayers. First Sunday of the month, we, we have communion. So today, last week we didn't have it, today we are invited to the greatest table of all, right here, the Lord's table. There's, there really is no greater table than this one. Now the food at at other tables may taste a little bit better, right? Okay, like the table this afternoon when you, when you go for, to the picnic, all right? The food may be better, but there's no greater table than this one here. And it's the spiritual food that, that gives us nourishment in life. And so I, I just want you to know you're invited. You're invited. If you're a son or daughter of his, Today's the day. And as we eat of the bread and drink the juice, we remember that our sin was placed on the body of Jesus when he was nailed to a tree. It was because of sin that the Father gave Jesus. It was because of sin that Jesus came to to earth. It was because of sin that he died. We can do a lot of spin, but you can't spin sin, right? And we live in a generation, in a culture, even in a nation now, where there's a word that the culture's trying to do away with it's the S word sin. Jesus didn't die for my mistakes. He didn't die for my shortcomings or even my oversights. There's all kinds of spin, my bad, my mistake. Okay, it's good to own up and recognize those sin, those things. Sometimes we can just spin the sin out of it, but not around this table. Jesus died because I'm a sinner, and I admit that. I have wronged my Lord. I have sinned against him in thought, in word, in deed, in action. And I, if I were to die in this state, I would incur, because of his holiness, the wrath of God in judgment against sin. You can't spend God's judgment out of the equation of salvation and redemption. And without a Savior, I will be judged. That's just the way it is. We can't change that about the gospel. We can't make the gospel more palatable in this culture. People have to recognize their need, right, for a Savior. That's what we're called to do. Supposed to respond to the culture and engage the culture and be friends with the culture. But the gospel is to help people recognize their need for a savior. So now it's time for some good news, right? So here it is. You know it so well. But God so what? Loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only begotten son. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, in communion together, had a conversation. And the son said yes to the father because God, Loved his creation. While I was yet a sinner, he died. And in Jesus, I'm forgiven of all my sin, right? Past, present, even future sins. How that works, I don't always understand it. I just know it to be true. It's the truth. It doesn't mean I'll never struggle with sin. It means I won't have to pay for my sin. Praise the Lord. Never. Not before a holy God. I never have to pay. It's been paid for already. Right. But there's more good news. And this is what I want to land on in the next few minutes. Upon that good news, I want to share even not better news, but in addition to that, on top of that, more good news. God has given us the truth, and He's given us the Holy Spirit to break the power that sin desires to have over us. That's good news. We have the Word that we can go to, the living, breathing, active Word. We have the Holy Spirit. So, in our remaining time, so we're going to talk about. I want you to go home today being encouraged. The Holy Spirit, listen, will empower you today and give you hope. I believe that with all my heart. I think it's begun, it's started. The Apostle Paul references the Holy Spirit, hear me now, 20 times in Romans 8. I mean, that's... Romans 6, 7, and 8, they kind of are packaged together. 7 is where we struggle. The things that I, I want to do, I don't do. That which I don't want to do, I do. I'm a wretched man. Chapter 8. 20 times. I just want to go to verses 14, 15, and 16 as we prepare for communion. I want to read it today. In fact, I like what Nathan did when we read that scripture. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you stand with me, all right? Stand, please, if you will. Just stand with me. And we're going we're gonna to read this scripture together, all right? And I challenge you to memorize this passage this next week or month, all right? Let's read this together. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves, So that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Amen. You may be seated. Isn't that a great verse? What can you take home today? as an encouragement from these verses. I'm going to go back to these scriptures, but here's what I want you to take home, real simple. The Holy Spirit is an awesome provider. We just read about what he provides. Do you realize what you have? You got the person of the Holy Spirit within you, inside you. Jesus said, John 14, I promise I won't leave you as orphans. I'm going to send another, the comforter. And the Greek word in that chapter was the para. Para means to come alongside. The paraclete, the one who comes alongside you to help you, to be the counselor, to be the comforter. Therefore, you got the power. Where? You got the power in you. You got the power on you. You got the power right beside you. It's the Holy Spirit. He's a great provider. When dealing with temptations and struggles with sin, any other struggle you're going through right now, you got the Holy Spirit. But how do you access that power? Well, I got this crazy picture. Had it for a long time. Probably shared it with you a few years ago. But it's, it's kind of how I think. When I think about that question, the first thought I have is muscle cars in, in the end of my era growing up. And some of you are a lot older than I am. I'm not even gonna Well, I'm not looking at anybody right now. All right? I'm looking right at the top of your bald heads. <laughs> but I was right on that era. Friday, Saturday night on Main Street. They were cruising. You remember the the Mustangs, 302 Boss? I mean I never had any of these cars, but I watched them. The GTO Pontiacs. What else was there? Um, yeah, Camaro. Yeah, Fire. I'm Firebird. Exactly. I remember that one. But the favorite one that I love, the best muscle car there ever was, there is, is that Dodge Charger purple bumblebee. Do you remember that one right here? I mean, this was the. I mean, whenever I'd see this guy driving it, I first of all I was going, how does he pay for that? It's like, wow, Lord, that's, that's quite a car. I'd love to get a car like that. So I, I, had this, I have this picture in my mind of, of the muscle cars. The, the second picture I have is of the wicked witch of the West in the Wizard of Oz. Remember her? <laughs> that woman there, I had nightmares about that woman. Anybody else? I mean... I go to bed at night after watching that movie, it's like I'm I'm freaked out, I'm so afraid. Nah, nah, nah. It's just like oh. You know, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna stop Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was gonna I live in a neighborhood, we're just stopping right here. Where am I? I'm in this picture. See, I'm right in the middle there. You can't see me, but I'm right in the middle there between these two forces, so to speak. The enemy, the devil, and all his demons has the bike, and I can't outrun that bike on foot. I know in my own power and strength, I'm I'm not going to win against sin. No matter how fast I can run on foot, guess what? The enemy is always faster. The witch will pursue me and overtake me. But I have the keys to what? I have access and the keys to the charger. I have that car. And you do too. We have the Holy Spirit. He's an awesome provider. He provides three things. Number one, he provides leadership. When? When? On a daily basis. Verse 14, for those who are what? Led by the yeah, led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The implication of the word led is that you're following, right? You're following who? The Spirit of God. On a daily basis. The Holy Spirit desires to lead us every day. Our job is to remain sensitive to his leading, to call those timeouts during the day, ask a few questions. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Do you do that? I want to encourage you. Stop whatever you're doing for a moment. And ask that question. Even say it out loud. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? You know how it works in my, my life is that I give myself to this living word. On a daily basis. And I, I try to interact with this word. And I underline and I circle. And during the day I'm asking What phrase in the word do you want me to focus on today? Holy Spirit, what is it? What is it that you want me to box in? For those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. What does it mean, Holy Spirit, to be led by you? For the mind controlled by the Spirit, earlier in that chapter said these words, for the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. I focus on that, I memorize it, I begin to interact with the Holy Spirit during the day, the mind focused on Christ, on the Spirit is life and peace. What he's saying to me? You gotta interact with the Holy Spirit. You gotta, you gotta know he's trying to lead you. What do you think is going to happen? Some sort of mystical thing is going to happen. You're just all of a sudden, sudden, going to be swept up and walking by the Spirit. No, you got to, you got to have ears to listen. You got to listen. You got to interact. You got to talk. Secondly, he provides communication on an intimate basis. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received, I circled received, because it's there twice. The spirit you received in salvation. All of the spirit. Now he may not have all of you, but you got all the spirit. You have access to all the spirit. The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. will always remain and by him who by the Holy Spirit I use my voice I sign it to the Lord Abba Father Abba Abba is the most intimate name we have for God in the Bible God loves to reveal his nature and his power and his love by his names. Like there's like well over 100 names in the Old Testament and all. And alone for God. Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Nisi, our battle fighter. Jehovah Rophi, our healer. Jehovah Sid Canu, our righteousness, etc. On and on and on the list goes he is all those names and more the word of god says the righteous run into his name and are saved but the most intimate name of all his names is abba papa that's what it means. Daddy. Through the Spirit, that's how we address our Father. It's Daddy. For Father's Day. You know, my kids are getting older, and and uh, it's like when Father's Day when they're young, you get the crayon cards, and they're really, really, they're great. They get older, all of a sudden they... You know, they're, they're doing things, they're writing things down and giving some thought to, to what they're, they're saying and communicating. And my daughter, Andra, is here today. She's 22 years old now. Can you believe that? 22 years old. And she, she got me a card. This card right here on the front end is the background of Storybook Land and Aberdeen, South Dakota. And this was for my mom's funeral and her, her burial. And we gathered at a place where we always took our kids when we went to Aberdeen. All the, every single kid got placed on this goofy rabbit and then we took a picture. Every single one of them, we got it. Grandma always took us there. and We went to the twist cone on the way home. And remember that? It just got big. Ice cream cones, and we just had a lot of fun. So she writes me this card. I'm so thankful. Happy Father's Day. I'm so thankful for such a godly man in my life. Thank you for always protecting and caring for me. I mean, she's just got my heart's just going. My heart is just going, wow, Andra, I love you so much. You have taught me so much in life. I cherish my relationship with you. I love you, Daddy. I was like, oh. When she said that, I just just was like in this puddle. Then she put her nickname that I gave her. On the bottom, Miss, I'm not telling you with this nickname. (laughs) She wants you to tell, but I'm not saying nothing. When she calls me Daddy, she melts my heart. Here she is now, this 22 year old young lady who is growing and blossoming into a beautiful woman. She's an RS, a resident supervisor at a group home. She's got this great job, the great organization. She still has the key to her father's heart. She didn't write at the end and say, I love you, protector. I love you, provider. She said those things, but she said, I love you, daddy. And that's what God loves to hear from his children, you and me. So I try to call him that every day. I try not to let one day slip away where I don't address God as my daddy. And I don't care if that doesn't sound masculine or whatever. I, doesn't, I don't care because he's my papa, he's my abba, he's my daddy. And by his spirit, that's how I address him. Thirdly, as an awesome provider, he provides confirmation on a needed basis. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit, with our human spirit, that I'm a, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, right? Right? I love when that happens, don't you? Maybe it happened to you this, this morning already. It can happen in a time of worship. Right here when we gather, sing to the Lord, and it morphs into a love song in the spirit where you're so caught up in what God's doing and how awesome God is that you begin to sing to God, I love you, Daddy. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. It can happen at home when you're reading the word. The Spirit moves on your heart, Abba. Or in your car on the way to work, from work, listening to a song on the radio. And you get touched by the Spirit. His, the Spirit himself testifies with our human spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit. You've got to be in tune. You've got to be talking to the Holy Spirit. It occurs when someone is praying for you. There are times in the ministry context, maybe in the laying on of hands, when an elder or someone loves you puts their hand on your shoulder and God, through the Spirit, gives you a gift of awareness of who you are and to whom you belong to. It's like, wow, God, that's not what I deserve. That's not necessarily what I always need. But when, my hu- when you touch my human spirit, it's just a wonderful gift. Thank you. There's so many ways that the Spirit does this incredible work. And the only reason why we can cry, Abba, Father, and have an intimate relationship with Him is because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It's the only way. Because He took and paid a debt that I couldn't pay. And now I can come into his presence and say, Abba, Father. And so I invite you to the greatest table of all. I invite you to take the bread and the cup, which are symbolic of his body broken for us, which are symbolic of his blood shed for us. And just receive whatever it is that God wants to do in your heart. Maybe he'll give you a word. God still does those kinds of things. He gives you a word, a phrase, a verse, or maybe just a song that, that we're going to sing will touch your heart. Communion's for the family of God. You don't have to be a member of Gateway Church. You just got to be a son or daughter of God through faith in Christ. Now you've checked your heart and you're saying God cleanse me of all unconfessed sin and just take that time just to do business with the Lord and I just eat that bread give thanks for the broken body drink that cup today so I'm going to ask the communion stewards they'll come at this time I'm going to pass out the communion elements so Sass that you'd hold them and we'll take those together. Amen.